Welcome back to the Sports Talk ATL podcast. I'm joined again by Jake Gordon and Alex Lord. I am Chase Earl at Sports Talk ATL on Twitter. Guys, it was a terrible weekend, a terrible Sunday. You know, I was really looking forward to Sunday, coming off a win, chance to go for first place. I mean, I, I guess everyone else in the NFC South lost, except for the Panthers, who, who I'm not really worried about. So not, not any ground loss in the division. But we got blown out by the Bengals. Um, I guess I could, I could kind of see it coming. Because no team goes 7-0 and against the spread. You're going on the road against the Bengals team that seems to be finding their footing. Uh, Joe Burrow did whatever he wanted. Um, I think we now know what the biggest hole on this team is, and it's the pass defense. I mean, they've, they're 32nd now in the league in pass defense. They gave almost 500 yards. And if Joe Burrow wanted to get six, 700 yards, they probably could have. Um, they just didn't need to because they're up by three scores. I think if you're talking about what, what else is a problem, the Falcons can't pass the ball. I mean, that, that is becoming overwhelmingly evident. If they get down in a game, they don't trust Marcus Mariota, even down three scores. They were still running the ball. Um, it was just an ugly game. But what are your thoughts on that game against the Bengals? What are you looking forward to? What do you guys got? I think there was one point when the Falcons only had three corners active that were healthy, and I think two of them were on the practice squad last week. So, I mean, against against Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and, and uh, T. Higgins, that's not going to go too well. So, yeah, I, I don't I wouldn't say I was like livid, just furious after the loss. It was kind of just like, yeah, well, this team was in the Super Bowl last year. The Falcons have been much better this year, but it was still, you know, they still got a long way to go ahead of schedule, but still a long way to go. The good news is it's only one loss. It was the only game this year the Falcons weren't competitive in um, and they were you know, just overmatched. We, I said it last week. Y'all somehow thought – maybe Jake didn't say it, but you – Chase said that we were going to win that game. And I just think you probably didn't see the injuries at that point because there was no way – you know, we knew Casey Hayward uh, wasn't going to be there, and that was enough for me to just think that the Bengals, the trio that you just named, Jake, were going to run all over us. I mean, and it was evident. Uh, and Joe Burrow almost putting up 500 yards on us. But, again – it's one week. Uh, this the next run of games we have are very favorable. Um, you know, it's not the end of the season. Uh, they can still win the division, and they can still get into the postseason. Uh, it's it's a rebuilding team, and we're ahead of schedule. Just like you said, Jake. I think you know it sucks getting your shit kicked in like that, but uh, you know, again, it's just one game. Well, the NFC. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like the Falcons, like. They're not a team that's built to come back from a three-score game. They're, if they can't control the game of the run and play good defense, Marcus Mariota is not going to lead some comeback just slinging the ball all over the place. And they didn't even try. They didn't even bother to try. Well, yeah. I mean, that's discouraging. But I, I, I mean, what was kind of encouraging is even still, like we were totally outmatched. Um, we were de- we were playing with practice squad corners. Um, uh, we couldn't really throw the ball at all. I mean, we, we were basically still running the ball, even though we were down three scores. But like, unlike last year, we didn't go out there and lose like 43 to three. Like last year, I feel like this team goes out there and lose 43 to three in that moment. Like they actually like kept it somewhat competitive. I mean, the end of the half was really good. That throw to Demir Bird was a dime for Marcus Mariota. It makes you wonder like, hey, why aren't we doing a little bit more of that? I know it, it doesn't have to be every play, but when you're down three scores, like, come on, like let's just open up the playbook and see what we can do. Um, it is kind of weird that they never did it to me. I mean, that's a huge red flag. I don't think they're going to turn away from Marcus Mariota because, like you said, the NFC South, the NFC in general is just an absolute shit show. I mean, I think you just got shown up. The dip, I think we just got shown the difference between the NFC and the AFC uh, last week because the Bengals are 3-3 three and three coming into that game. 
Uh, they didn't look fantastic. But the NFC, I mean, they could make anyone look good. I mean, I, I was joking about it yesterday, but it's like it could be Bears-Falcons in the NFC championship. It's such a, it's such a just shit. I mean, everyone sucks. I mean, the Commanders, the Packers, uh, I mean, the whole NFC West that was supposed to be this great division. I mean, the Seahawks might be the best team in the West. They really might be. They're in first. I mean, it's just like the NFC East. I mean, are the Giants really six and one? Like, come on, guys. I mean, like they're they're a good story, but like, anyone really think the Giants are like some powerhouse? I mean, I, I think right now the Eagles have shown they're the class, but even them, like, they have flaws. Uh, I think really you just got shown like the difference between the NFC and the AFC. Um, and the Bengals also look like a team that that's ready to go on a little run. I mean, they 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 started off a little slow, maybe had a little Super Bowl hangover. That happens a lot, but they look like a team ready to go on a run. Joe Burrow looked about as good as you possibly could. I don't care who the fuck's out there. Um, he was throwing dimes everywhere. Jamar Chase, we know, is a freak. Those offensive weapons. Um, I was a little disappointed with the Falcons' game plan defensively. Like, they, they only blitzed two times. And I know when you can't play man because you have shitty corners, that's one thing. But uh, they just kind of just let Joe Burrow sit back there all day. Uh, the lack of pass rush against the Bengals' offensive line was disappointing. I know we don't have a good defensive line, but I thought we might be able to get something going. That that was a little disappointing. We blitzed twice all game, so I, I would have liked to seen them. The coaches just mixed something up. It kind of seemed like we were okay losing by two touchdowns. Which I was fun. just about to say that. I think their goal at the end of the day was to not get embarrassed. On yeah, the, I mean that's on just kind of what score, on the scoreboard to not get embarrassed. It, I, it did kind of seem that. that's okay. I don't know. I yeah, it's like, I like it's like do I, I mean I like it's like on one hand I'm giving them credit because they didn't go get blown out forty three to three. On the other hand, I'm like. But we honestly clearly didn't try to win the game, it seemed like. Like, there was no risk-taking. It was like, eh, we'll, we'll take a little – I mean, what, what was that drive in the, in the fourth quarter? We're down 18. I think it's the first time we got the ball in the fourth quarter. We ran the ball like eight times. We took like eight minutes off the clock and moved the ball – like got like three first downs. It was like yeah, – you're and playing to not get embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, but all of those runs weren't all of those runs weren't designed runs. Mariota did scramble for two or three, uh, two or three times – um, and I, I get your point, but like they weren't just running the ball. They were trying to pass. They just couldn't pass. Like the offense just wasn't working. And you said it, Jake, it's just, it's not built for that. And that's not what it's going to be, you know, forever. Marcus Mariota is just, you know, an anemic passer. I mean, that's what he is. He's a backup caliber quarterback. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's just, you know, a stopgap guy. And that is what is like most frustrating, I think, for me is um, I really I was on the Marcus Mariota ride it out train. But I think there really is no big deal in seeing what you got in Desmond Ritter at this point, like especially with this kind of schedule that's coming up. I mean, I get trying to go for the playoffs and everything and you're ahead of schedule and your rebuild and, you know, all these good things. You're trying to instill a winning culture, you know, competitiveness in every single game. But at a certain point, you know, even Arthur Smith, I guess it's the practice thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself out of it now. Maybe he just sucks in practice. You know, maybe that's the reason why he's just – if he was lighting it up in practice, don't you think we'd see him? I think it's ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, I've said – I mean, Marcus Marietta clearly isn't the answer. I mean, maybe he can gang manage you to some wins, but what are we really trying to do here? I mean, there's one thing to instilling a culture and trying to win football games, but can you really be that much worse th than Marcus Mariota? I don't know. I mean, unless if he turns the ball over like three or four times, yeah. But Marcus Mariota hasn't been great at, at taking care of the ball either. 
and, and you got to see what you have. And, and to be honest, if we do lose a few games, like, trust me, I, I've said it a million times on here, like, I'm never going to cheer for the Falcons to lose. I don't want us to tank. Like, I want to win games. I want to try to make the playoffs because it makes it more fun. Like, if we're in the fucking divisional round or, or wild card round or whatever, like, I'm going to be going nuts in the playoff game saying we're going to win because, like, that's what being a fan's all about. Like, you always have hope in this league as long as you're in it because there's so much parity and anybody can lose on any given Sunday. But at the same time, like, we got to see what we have here. And if you end up losing, like, oh, we have a top 10 draft pick with a, a tremendous quarterback crop of, you know, quarterbacks coming in from college it's just like what are we doing here because like it, it like you're basically telling me Desmond Ritter is useless it, like that, that's like he has to be just dog shit because what am I watching here Marcus Mariota is not the answer you don't trust him to do anything except run the ball and hell like if that's all if that's the playbook if that's what we're running I mean Ritter can run too like it's not like the like like it just doesn't make any sense to me so I mean he has to be awful in practice I mean it has to be like Jordan Love level bat like, it just must be, you know, he sucks. Like, because it doesn't make any sense. Because Marcus Mariota ain't the guy. I was about to say that, that, like, this is eerily similar of the Jordan Love situation where the Packers, you know, now they're trying to be like, well, he's good, he's good. You know, we might trade him or, you know, he's still the future. And it feels like the same thing's going on with the Falcons. And it, it, they're like, damn, this guy sucks. Like, this guy is not it. This is not who we thought he was going to be. And obviously, we're only six games into his career. Uh, he could develop into something more. Uh, you never know. Uh, but without real game experience, you'll never know. You know, you'll never know if he's a guy or not. And he looked decent in the preseason. He really yeah. did. You, you know, know he with good. He looked as good as Marcus Mariota. And yeah, it's and it's a lot. It's very vanilla. The preseason is the preseason. You know, nobody's taking that to the bank and being like, he's the guy. He, you know, he looked good in preseason. But that's the only game action we've seen him in. And we can't see him at practice. So that's all we have to go off of. And he looked decent, you know. And, you know, if you have an actual game plan. Uh, look, Arthur Smith is protecting Marcus Mariota to a certain extent where it's like you could protect Desmond Ritter like that with running the ball, short passes, you know, exactly. rolling him out a ton. So if he does get in trouble, he can run or throw it away very easily. Like you could protect the rookie just as easily as you could protect Marcus Mariota in that in that breath. Here's one of my bigger problems is that, okay, you don't want to what like, like you don't want to try to lose games, but you know what you're wasting here? Your last two first round draft picks, like your t two top 10 draft picks. You're just wasting away their rookie contract and the rookie years. And, I, and you're just like, you're not seeing what you have in them either. So by holding everyone back, you're holding those two guys back. And maybe in practice, they just know they're the guys and they don't need to see them catching all these balls. But like, yo, like, we drafted Kyle Pitts fourth overall, and you're legitimately not using him. We drafted Drake London over fourth, eighth overall, and you're not using him. So, like, if you were going to build around this shit, why don't we draft offensive and defensive linemen? Why don't we go after those guys? Why do we draft pass catchers in the last two first rounds only for us to sit here and just run the ball every damn play? And I get you don't have a quarterback to, to accentuate their strengths, but still, like, it, it just it does the philosophy here when you draft those two guys doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and you're kind of wasting – wasting them i mean you are they're doing nothing i mean kyle pitts has 170 passing yards you dropped him fourth overall he has one touchdown on american soil in the last two years like that's looking like a god-awful draft pick and and we all say oh kyle pitts is a stud he's an athletic freak and, and they say every, all these things in practice i ain't seeing it on sunday i ain't seeing shit on sunday so it's a it, it looks stupid especially when you look at guys like sir tan and Micah Parsons and guys like that that are absolutely balling the hell on the other side of the ball that you passed up for for this 
fourth overall pick for this generational talent of a tight end that you apparently don't know how to use. Like, so it, I mean, that's bad. That's a bad look. And I, and I give a lot of credit to what this regime's done, getting rid of Julio, getting rid of Matt Ryan. I like a lot of their draft picks. I think Kyle Pitts is really good, but we, we all think he's a special talent, but we're not seeing anything on Sunday. And, and by keeping Mar- Marcus Mariota in there, I, I it just, it all doesn't make sense to me at a certain point. The worst part about this is Mariota's signed next year too, and we can all write it off as you know they're going to move on to Desmond Ritter um, next year if he doesn't play it all this year. But it's not like guaranteed, is it? I don't think it's like guaranteed. I think it's mostly. I think you can no, no. Most of it is even this year was mostly not guaranteed. But still, yeah. he's under contract, and that's not to say the Falcons can't move off of it. They can very easily, I believe, uh, with little to no dead cap, but. My point is basically we could be doing this same song and dance next next season or going into the offseason where, like, is Desmond Ritter actually going to be able to beat Mariota out? I know I'm thinking far in advance, but, like, that's to your point that Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I mean, eventually Kyle Pitts is going to – he's in the second year of his deal. Next year, if Mariota is still under center, that's the third year of his deal. He'll only have two more years of affordability before we'll have to give him a new contract. And then at that point, you know – what the hell are we doing? You know, we, maybe they're just tanking him. his value. They're just like, oh, like you're shit, Pitts. Like they're turning him into a tight end instead of paying him like a wide receiver. They're yeah. going to turn they're, him they're, into yeah, a tight like, end. Yeah, it's the, it's the Jimmy. It's the Jimmy Graham thing all over again. Yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, it really is. Chess. It, it's just weird. It's just weird. And I just think in general, and I know it's a whole new regime, but like, why do the Falcons? Why are they obsessed with building around like wide receivers and, and pass catchers? Like, could we not just be a normal team and just drafted like some big ugly dudes? Like, if we had gotten Micah Parson and Jordan Davis in the first two rounds, we like all of a sudden your defense actually looks legit. Or if you got Sertan across from AJ Terrell and, and Jordan Davis, you know, like there there were some things that out there. If you're, if you're not going to throw the ball, or if you don't know who your quarterback is, I mean, and I get we had Matt Ryan when we drafted Kyle Pitts, but. I'm just saying, like, it just – it gets it gets to be like, yeah, maybe those weren't the best decisions. And eventually, can we see at least Desmond Ritter throw the ball around the yard? Like, even if we do lose, like, shit, man. Come on. It is sure. wild that we're so successful running the ball. Uh, offensive lines turned it around. And the offensive line is not very good. Like, you know, on paper, it's not very good. They're executing well, and that's all good and fine, but, like, you know, the only guy, the only two guys on there that are worth a damn are Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews. Elijah Wilkinson has been a breath of fresh air over Jalen Mayfield. I mean, McGarry's been good this year, though. McGarry's still suspect in pass protection. We've just been running the fuck out of the ball, so he looks decent. He is a good run blocker, but like, you're not going to give him a multi year deal. You know, maybe a one year deal after this. He's I mean, I, this I could see it. It depends how much he costs. Hell really no. Does. Hell no. Nobody I, should I, be tied to Caleb McGarry for more than I, one year. I mean, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Let's let's look ahead to this week. We get the Panthers coming in, six and a half point favorites. First time we've been a favorite all year. That scares me. I'll straight up say it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it scares me from a losing perspective, but it scares me from a betting perspective. Like, should the Falcons really be favored by seven points over anyone? Even the Panthers. Even the Panthers and PJ Walker. I mean, they just kicked the shit out of the Bucks. <clears throat> yeah, I know. And uh, I think this is a big. If you're losing, you turn to Mar- you turn to Desmond Ritter. But I've said that almost every week. So. <laughs> well, if they if they lose to the Panthers at home and don't turn to Marcus Mariota, 
uh, we're going to have some questions. We're going to have a, there's going to be a lot more yelling on this podcast about, about it than just suggesting it. I promise to scream at you on the podcast this week, but I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, I don't have the energy. (laughs) Why? Because my LSU Tigers kicked the shit out of Ole Miss. Well, okay. So I just said Ole Miss was good. And a bunch of these people were like, update. Okay. A good and undefeated aren't the same thing. They're still good. They're still like a top 15 team. And I think they're second at the SEC. I think they're still ahead of Alabama. Like, Jace, hey, how about Jaden Daniels, though? Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels got a little Jalen Hurts in him. He, he's, a, he's nice with it, bro. He's nice yeah, with it. I hope you guys I, I hope you guys make the SEC championship because I want to absolutely. I hope we do, too. I hope we do, too. I'm going to Alabama, and, or I'm going to Baton Rouge in two weeks for that game. Sorry, sorry we had to take the night game from you, buddy. It was always meant to I, be. I'm, I'm still extremely upset about it. It was always meant to be, man. You got you to play other that year, game at night. Any other year, <laughs> any other year besides this year, it would be It would I be just, the 330 year. I just hate how they like they can't just run them both, you know? Like, why can't both? I mean, I guess I get it. They wasted their one primetime game on A&M in Alabama. Like, yeah, are you I fucking know. serious? <laughs> which, I'm kinda, which I'm kind of glad about because that would have been, you know what that would have meant? That would have been LSU-Alabama at 11 o'clock. And I would have fucking been punching air. <laughs> I would have been furious. I already had to do that once. And dude, it's just not the same. Like people want to hype up Tiger Stadium and and I do agree. Like obviously I'm biased, but I think at night it is the best environment in college fo- football bar none. I really do. But during the day it is not the same. Like I will straight up say it. Like there are places that I've been during the day, like let's say Clemson for instance. Clemson during the day at 12 o'clock is as loud as it is at night. Auburn at 12 o'clock as loud as it is at night. LSU at 12 o'clock, not the same. The, the people are not drunk enough. It's not loud. I was loud. about to it's say, not- yeah, but they're just used to – I mean, 80% of LSU games are at night for, for the fine. most part. I'm not, I'm, well, they're I just used I'm to not it. saying there aren't excuses. I'm just saying it's not the same. Like, like Georgia not- never we'll plays think just- night games. Georgia plays night games a couple times a year. They I mean, haven't had one all year. It's we haven't had a single one. We're not going to get a single one. The thing that they're really is – They're going to become like is- the first national champion to never have a night game, which is which I feel bad for you. That's bullshit, yeah. The thing is, too, is, like... Part of it's your schedule, up. though. Like, this is, like, your only good game all year. Okay, well, blame Auburn for not being good. Well, I'm Actually. not, like, I'm just I'm just saying, like, yeah, but, like, this is, like, this is... I mean, even Oregon, Oregon, even Oregon was... Yeah, Oregon's about to say... I mean, it Oregon. wasn't a home game, but... But that win is no getting one more impressive by the week. By halftime at that one. That season opener okay, is getting still. more impressive by the week. Like, Oregon's good. Oregon's decent. But like, still, yeah, I mean, my I just, main... My main Right. I don't believe okay, anyone so it's going to be the Tennessee ball. game. I, 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 it's a 3.30 game. I'm going to have to get there at 2 o'clock to get a seat. So yeah, that, that leaves me realistically like three hours. You sit in the student drunk. section? You sit in the student I mean, section? Yeah, right below right below the scoreboard. He's in the they don't have like a graduate program? <laughs> like a graduate yeah, student I, section? I think it's all the same. Like, you, like I think I, it's It definitely same. is. I'm just the they same have way. okay. No, they have the end zone seats like right under the scoreboard, and then they have that section behind the band where like the spike squad is and stuff. Oh. What is have, well, have you looked at that spread between Tennessee and Alabama or Tennessee? Like and, ten and a half. I saw that. Half, yeah, I saw something like that. I think that actually uh, makes me feel I, really we'll good because the public the, is going to be when we do our college football locks. But I think watch out for Kentucky. Um, against Tennessee this week. I bet him. I got God, him that would suck so much. I think Tennessee I will win. Would. I think Tennessee will win the game. I just think Tennessee's still a little overhyped. I, I I don't think Bama's very good. I think the way LSU played was just had a lot to do with the scoreboard. I mean, they just 
beat themselves. They suck. Um, yeah. Yeah, Alabama they, is a four-loss team without Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, so I just think – I just think – and, like, this is such a look-ahead spot for Tennessee. I mean, c- there couldn't be a bigger look-ahead spot. Like, they haven't been in this position. Like, Georgia's been in this position. They, they've done this, you know, the last five years. And plus, Georgia fucking hates Florida. You know, like they're yeah, going to go in there. Kirby played at Georgia. He Yeah, like he hates Florida and he knows how much this means to the fans. Like he wants to beat the shit out of them. And he's going to have them focused for that game. Plus they're coming off a bye. Tennessee, not coming off a bye. A feisty Kentucky team. This is their Super Bowl. Um, they've beaten some good teams already. I'm still not sold on Tennessee being a, a real top four team. Um, so that that's a tricky game, I think. And, and you got Georgia. I agree. Uh, that, that's a tricky game. All right, but let's get in this uh, Falcons-Panthers game. Um, we should beat the shit out of them. We should beat <laughs> but, the shit out of them, dude. That's all we I got. Not it's win it's this game. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, we got P.J. Walker, Walker playing. I mean, P.J. Walker shreds our past defense. Me and Dean Pease are going to have to have a conversation. The thing is, our secondary – Jalen Hawkins is out. A.J. Terrell is at the ve- at best-case scenario is going to be on one leg. You know, his hamstring. I don't think he plays. I don't, I don't think, think he plays play. either. I think he so we're gonna, plays, though. We're down three starters in our secondary. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they sign someone. Or I feel like they have to. Like We have the cap space. We have the cap space. The thing is, is it's like, you know, are you playing for right now? Are you playing for the future? Like, you want to win right now? Are you going to go and trade for somebody? It doesn't make sense to use draft capital to, you know, go and trade for somebody if you, they're not going to be here long term. Uh, going and signing somebody off the street, there's not there's not many great options on the street. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be something <laughs> great. I just think we're talking about, like, I mean, y'all saw what happened last Sunday. Like, we all watched it. Like they couldn't guard shit. <laughs> to I mean, be fair, it wasn't even it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't Cornell Washington just, you know, getting beat. It was the pass rush was not even, you know, alive. It wasn't even there, you know. So it's not like these guys in the secondary, it's not their fault, just their fault. It's the whole defense. The whole defense sucks. And it and honestly, that 49ers win looks a lot less impressive if the 49ers didn't have a dozen drops. I mean, we may have not even won that game if the 49ers wide receivers just decided to drop every single pass. I mean, the defense is not good. It's just come up with some timely stops. You know, it's that bend, don't break, but all they did was break this past Sunday. So we'll see how it goes against the Panthers. The Panthers defense, on the flip side, it, they good. still got guys over there. They're solid. You know, they're, they're defense they, they got solid. guys they got on a little court. I mean, I think yeah. the Falcons are going to have to score. Uh, I definitely think they're going to give up points, even to PJ Walker. I don't think it's going to be a ton, but uh, I, I mean, this this to me has the makings of just a, an ugly, ugly game, just an ugly shit show of a game, like twenty to seventeen, twenty to fourteen, like some BS like that. Um, I, I that's why the six and a half to me seems like a, that that's a lot because I just don't that's know. I, I don't know how much the Falcons are going to score, like. I mean, we just saw the Bucks, and I don't think the Bucks, the Bucks offense is anemic, but you know, they just got they just scored three points. Like, how much better is the Falcons offense? I don't think it's significantly better, if at all. Maybe a little bit better right now. It's obviously different, but I mean, they, they could stop us for sure. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. Um, everyone's writing them off. They kind of have this chip on their shoulder where you know, oh, our, all our guys are missing, but they played hard against the Bucks. I mean, obviously they won 21 to 3. So I think it's more of an indictment against 
the Bucks than it is we should really praise the Panthers. I think the Bucks are just lost. Um, for sure, you know, for sure. But Tom you Brady You don't go just, and beat a team like the Bucks by 18 points and not get some praise for everything they've gone through. Like, that that, that was a big win. I think it says a That's lot it. about coaching as well. I just yeah. think it's the any given Sunday thing. It's not about who you play. It's about when you play them. The Bucks are reeling. The Panthers are just trying to pull themselves out of the gutter. You know, on paper and, you know, coaching-wise, the Falcons should smash, smash the Panthers. They really should. I think they should beat them by two scores, you know. They're way better coached. Um, and they, saw- definite, they definitely have a better game plan week to week, in my opinion, than the Panthers have. The Panthers, the Panthers suck. And the Panthers might really- have some guys, but Wilkes, I don't think he gets this done. I saw 80% of the public – uh, bets on the Falcons. <laughs> oh my anytime, God. anytime I see that, I'm just like, this is like, <laughs> we could we're, we're they lost? By a touchdown. That, was, that was what I said when they lost. I was like, there's, there's, this is, I'm willing to bet this is probably the first time the public has been on the Falcons since they like the whole six and zero against the spread thing. Yeah, I just, yeah, this game just scares me because it's because it, the only reason it scares me really is because it's one that we should win. You know, all the other games they don't scare me because I'm like, ah, like we should. Like, we should lose. Like, whatever. We're playing the Niners? Yeah, we should lose. We're playing the Bengals? Yeah, we should lose. So, it's like, whatever. But this game, it's like, all right. Like, these next five games, like, I think we should be, like, favored or, you know, close to even spreads in all of them. And it'll be disappointing. Like, it'll be disappointing if we go two and three. Like, we need to at least go three and two, if not four and one. I mean, Uh, listen to these (laughs) – We're going to have P.J. Walker potentially twice versus Mariota, Justin Fields versus Mariota, Carson Wentz or uh, Taylor Heineke uh, versus Marcus Mariota, and then um, Kenny Pickett versus Marcus Mariota. These are terrible. We're going to be watching some good football every Sunday, baby. (laughs) These are going to be mid-offs. I still still can't wait if we see the Bears and Falcons in the playoffs, like Justin Fields versus Mariota. I think it's hilarious. Let's get in some Hawks talk. Enough with the Falcons. First week over, um, played three kind of crappy teams, three guys, three teams that were injured. Uh, They go two and one. I wouldn't say they looked all that impressive. There were some good and bad. I think the good – Trey Young and DeJounte Murray came are coming as advertised. That's going to be one of the best backcourts in the league. I think the biggest bad is their lack of shooting and depth on the bench. Now, Bogey will definitely help with that, but it's beginning to look stupider and stupider. And I've, I've complained about this many times that I have no idea why we traded Kevin Herter. It just makes no sense. Like, he's he was one of our better defenders. He's one of our better shooters. He's one of our better bench pieces. And you look at this team, it's like, oh, what are we, what are we missing? Oh, some perimeter defense, shooting, and um, – Bench, bench shit. Why the fuck do we trade this guy? Makes no sense. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think the Hawks, the Hawks really haven't played good at all. They just found a way to win the first two games. The third game they did not, which was probably the ugliest loss because the Hornets didn't have Lamelo. Uh, I don't think that they have Book Knight. I was kind of in and out Rozier. on that one. They didn't have Terry Rozier either. Yeah, uh, I know Book. I know Book Knight got a DUI. Book Knight got a DUI like a week ago. I don't know if he was playing or not. I was kind of in and out, but. um yeah, I mean, that they really haven't inspired that much this year. They played well individually, and they found ways to win, which is something they didn't do last year. And DeJounte Murray has been great. He's had a couple turnovers, but uh, other than that, looked really good. The Hawks look better, but they still don't look great, I guess, if you want to put it that way. 
The defense is still suspect. I mean, the point of the point of attack defense is still suspect, which is crazy after you went and got these supposed uh, defensive first guys in um, in the brothers. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Aaron um, Holiday and Justin. Holiday. And the, the Holiday brothers. Um, and the shooting, holy shit. I think as a team we're shooting like 30% from three. That is absolutely big dog issue. shit. That's dog shit. And I know Trey Young has been, you know, he's a guy that you can rely on, you know, to get out of this. He is shooting from three is terrible. And that is something that personally I thought was going to really help um, this Hawks team with him playing more off ball, you know, him getting more spot up threes. Um, And he just hasn't, you know, really connected on on all that. Yeah, that's that's something. And that's something it'll work its way out. You know, I I I agree. but still, the three-point shooting as a team, 30%. I mean, that's bottom five in the Bad. league. That, that's terrible. That will not get it done. Especially with facilitators like DeJounte and Trey getting you guys open looks. I mean, you can't be – you can't – you got to be hitting your shots. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for Bogey to come back. I don't even know what the outlook is like. I mean, I don't know. Weeks? They haven't they, – I mean, they months? said he was going to – they said he was going to be ready for the start of the season. He hasn't even come back to practice yet. So, it's not – it's not that- – it's not, it's not we need same. to move off of Bogey. I mean, his knees are Todd Gurley I mean, knees I, or something. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to come me, on, man. Bogey is such a critical piece to this team because when he's going, like the Hawks are legitimate contenders. But like he's he's been injured so much over the last couple years and shit like that. Um, but I mean, I, I don't really know. We'll see. I mean, I know teams will be interested if we wanted to move off of him, but he's got to get healthy first, and then you know what's going to happen. He's going to get healthy, start balling, and then when the playoffs come around, he'll be injured, just like just like clockwork. Um, he does it every year. Um, it's disappointing because I love Bogey. He's probably one of my outside of Trey. He might be my favorite player. I mean, Dejounte will grow on me, I'm sure, but I love Bogey because like the guy's an absolute sniper. Um, hopefully he can get healthy, but I just think the Kevin Herter trade just looks stupider and stupider every day. Makes no sense. I think we got to see more of AJ Griffin. He came in and hit two shots uh, against the Hornets in garbage time, but I don't know how with this crappy of shooting they don't um, you know turn to AJ Griffin a little bit more um, in the second unit. Um, I'm still hopeful that I mean, maybe maybe they can make an early season deal for like a Jay Crowder. Who knows? Um, but this team definitely needs Bogey back and another shooter. Like they don't need they need enough they need more than just Bogey. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. Clint Capella also doesn't look great, but you know, to that you know he doesn't look great because he's got to be perfect on defense, dude. How did we get better defensively and still stay terrible? Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Onyeka Okongwu looks really good. Looks really good. We all, you know, all of us have said, you know, breakout guy, this is the guy, X Factor. If we're going to make a run, you know him. Uh, and he's he's looked really good. Hit a couple of jump shots like he promised we'll he'd come back I mean, and do. I, I think if you get bogey and a couple shooters, this team has, has the makings of being very good. I, I really do. Um, but they got to stay healthy, and you got to get more shooting. Um, I'm I don't I don't know if I'll ever get over that Kevin Herter trade, but at the same time, it's been three games. Like they're this team's still gelling offensively and defensively. They're able to scrap up two wins. Um, they got the Pistons the next two games. Should win those games, but then again, I'm pretty sure we lost to the Pistons three times last year. So <laughs> who the fuck knows? It's the NBA. Um, they're both on the road too. Um, but yeah, I mean, still way too early to make any conclusive judgments but i think the two things that i can already tell you one's going to be a problem and one is going to be really good the really good is trey and Dejounte are going to be nasty the problem is 
bench and shooting, that's going to be a problem until they fix it or at least get bogey back. Or maybe AJ Griffin gets into the, into the mix, but uh, their bench has, I mean, nobody on their bench can shoot like Justin holiday. Like the guys shot under 40% last year and like 37% from three, like he's not a real shooter. Like if he's wide open, okay. But he's not like, like a shooter. Um, Jalen Johnson can't shoot. Anyeke Kongo can't shoot. Like, it's just like (laughs) these guys can't shoot and we're in the (laughs) NBA where everybody shoots. Like, it's the way of the league now. And we decided to be like, oh, let's do away with all our shooters. That'll work. Like, well, I just, I, it doesn't <laughs> blow my mind. It blows my mind. It makes no sense. I'm just saying, guys, it makes no sense. But hey, hopefully we get these guys back. Um, hopefully we finish off this week strong. I mean, then we got the Bucks a couple of times. It should be fun. We'll, we'll know more by then. But uh, that wraps it up for this episode of the Sports Talk ATL podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully the birds get a little.